Hey everyone, welcome back to Your Band Sucks at Business, a podcast on the business of running a band. I'm your host, Malcolm Ohmflood, and I'm doing this episode solo. Last week, I mentioned that I made a daily agenda for myself and set it as the background of my phone so that I was constantly being reminded of what I needed to be doing. And a bunch of people reached out with questions about it. Just to make sure everybody's clear what I'm talking about, it's like an agenda. You know, It's got an hour by hour breakdown of my day and it's the background of my phone now. So I'm constantly looking at it. So I wanted to make a podcast episode about it, both because people were asking for it and also because I've done it for about a week now and I've had some results that I think are worth discussing and talking about on the show. So the important part is that all of the items on my list on this agenda reflect what I need to be continually doing if I want to achieve my goals. So there's nothing on there, nothing on, like I'm looking at my phone right now, everything on there corresponds with what I would have to be doing each day if I want to eventually achieve the goals I wrote down at the start of the year. So what goals am I talking about? Like most people, I sat down at the end of the year and tried to figure out what I want to accomplish the next year, which we're now in 2021. We did an episode a few back about how to set effective goals, and you should totally go check that out if you haven't already. And while recording that episode, one of those blunt and boring truths came to mind that if you don't continually work towards something, it won't happen, which is painfully obvious, I know, but so overlooked as well. So I decided that I needed to try and force myself to comply to this idea, and that if I set aside a little time each day to chip away at those big goals, they might actually happen. Actually, they would happen. And if I didn't do that, they simply wouldn't happen. So I broke down my day by day into hour-long blocks and wrote it out from the moment I wake up at 5 a.m. how I'm going to spend each of those hours or blocks. Side note, I've actually done this before in a previous year, and it was fantastic for me then as well. I wrote a novel that I'm never going to release, (laughs) but this time I'm being a little more focused and intentful because this actually reflects my goals for the year, where last time it it was all good stuff I was doing, but it was all focused around one goal, which was writing the book. So I've made an hour-by-hour list, making sure that all my goals are accounted for, and I've actually updated this list since I discussed it on the podcast last week with a little, I'm trying to learn Spanish, I'll just say it. (laughs) So there's a little, literally, like I'm talking 15 minutes a day are going towards that each morning. And I'm now a week into using this system, and I think some of the takeaways of my experiences are worth discussing on this podcast. This is one of those simple ideas that has a really big result. Number one, I'm actually getting out of bed in the morning when my alarm goes off. And there's two things that are helping me with this. I'm keeping my phone in a different room, which forces me to get up to actually turn off the alarm. And yeah, I can't even yell at Siri to do it because it's just too far away. And number two, the first thing I see when I turn off that alarm is a reminder to do my list because it's the first thing I see. I visually get a reminder by looking at my phone that, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing right now and for the rest of the day. And this is also my goals. It's a reflection of my goals. So it makes me actually think about it. And as a bonus, this is a side, side note, above my phone, there's a calendar on the wall. And every day that I stick to this list, the, to my goals, I mark it off. There's a big X on the calendar. And I've got a little bit more going on with that calendar, but I'll get into that another time because it's a new thing I'm trying out. For me, getting out of bed is really hard. I'm a morning person, but the actually getting out of bed right away thing, that's tough. So this is helping with that. And that's great for me. Number two, my daily focus is up a lot, like very a noticeable, noticeable amount. And if you're like me, you're secretly an addict to your phone and you find yourself checking it without even realizing, 
I try to leave my phone in a different room whenever I can think about it and force myself to, but I still spend like a crazy amount of time on it. And I just don't even know how it gets in my hands sometimes and how I end up checking my email and whatever. It's just brutal. I've even actually gone in and put my mail app deeper into my phone. Like I would make it so there's like five pages and you have to scroll over five times to find it. And then I'd make a folder in there and make more pages in there and just continually burying it deeper and deeper. It was kind of an experiment to see how quickly my muscle memory would figure out where my mail app is and start automatically checking it without me even consciously deciding to. And it was scary quick. So anyways, I've got a problem with that. And this is helping me because before I go and do that, I see this daily reminder of my goals and what I'm meant to be doing. So focus is way up because goals are achieved like inch by inch. The system isn't about plowing into the enemy with all your resources, full speed ahead. While I love that system, it doesn't actually really work on long-term goals because it just like it's all in and that's only going to go so far for, for so long, I should say. So it's more about slowly but surely making progress, which you will if you stick to your agenda that you plan out. Number three is the feedback loop. And as you probably know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty infatuated with the idea of investing. There's something about putting resources into one thing and having it grow on its own that just totally fascinates me. And I'm not just talking about money, actually. I'm talking about, in this case, exercise. And what that, that's like a big part of my schedule, I should say, first. I've got two hours put aside for exercise each day. And that's having unexpected positive results. To give you an idea of what that looks like for me, exercise to me means going out for a hike and run in this mountain by my house. If it's not a windstorm or snow or some life-risking conditions, I'm probably, that's going to be my choice for how I'm exercising. And I can't really count how many times I've forgotten how valuable this is. I think we all know this. We've all decided we're going to be more fit and active and we do it for a little bit of time and then we skip a day and another, and then all of a sudden, we're just like barely exercising ever. And I don't know how we can forget how valuable this is, because when you're doing it, you know. You're like, I've never felt so alive. And I get all of my creativity and energy when I'm out on those trails. The best business ideas I've had in my life, hands down, were had while exercising and or in nature. Not while working. Happens outside of it. I don't know how I haven't thought about that before. Like, if you spend all your time working, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to have these creative ideas. I think there's like this stress and rest thing that has to happen there. And even though I'm exercising, I'm actually resting, letting my like mind wander from idea to idea. It's, yeah, I'm just really, really working out for me. I can't really express how happy I am I'm doing this. The fact that it's essential to leading like a healthy and long life is kind of besides the point. Because like this, this podcast episode is not about exercising. Exercising might not be something you put on your calendar, and that's totally fine. But what I am talking about is that it's having an impact on everything else on my list. So that's how we get back to feedback loops. The feedback loop that I'm incurring is that this creativity and energy is affecting how I go about accomplishing the other tasks in my days, which is resulting in better results and products in those fields, which then leads to you know more future opportunities in the future. If I'm coming to a mix more creative and energetic than ever and figuring out new ways to solve different problems and making better mixes, that's going to get out into the world eventually when the band finally releases their music, which I can't, <laughs> that's like my biggest thing right now. I've got so many mixes that I'm so proud of 
that haven't been released and people are waiting and I'm like, ah, put it out there. But anyways, those are going to create my opportunities down the road because people hear that stuff and then choose to work with me. So in other words, the small actions I'm taking each day are leading to bigger things down the road. There's a saying that I really love and I've said it on here before and I'm pretty sure I always butcher it, but something like people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in five. And this continues to be super true every time I think about what I want to do, what I have done, and what I have failed to accomplish as well. Maybe failed isn't a word. You can't fail until you stop trying. To conclude, I think the biggest mistake that people make, myself definitely included, when making their goals is that they don't constantly remind themselves of them. It's so easy these days just to be reactive to everything that's in front of you. And just like, you know, you get an email and you're like, okay, I'm going to reply to that right now. And it takes you out of the long-term view. If you're doing what's right in front of you, you can't be working on what you're trying to achieve long-term. And long-term goals take focus and a shitload of dedication. And you owe it to yourself to give yourself every advantage you can. If it helps you achieve those goals, it's worth doing. The Netflix show, The Queen's Gambit, which is that hugely popular chess show, took 30 years and nine rewrites to get it where it is today. It was constantly turned down, but the writer continually and constantly improved the product and tried over and over and over again. So it was constantly turned down up until Netflix took it on and it became the most popular show of 2020, I think. It's crazy. Maybe I'm wrong on that. And you know, I heard this stat on Facebook, so you know it's true. But the writer continually and constantly improved the product and tried again, just as many times as it took. Imagine rewriting a script nine times. Most people don't write one. Like to, to sit down and write a script once, to write a story once, to write a novel once is a huge undertaking, just enormous. And they did it nine times over 30 years. I can't even imagine how many times they were turned down. That is your band. Improve your product and try again over and over until it works. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week with another episode and we have some cool guests coming on soon. So stay tuned for that. But first, a shout out to our Patreon subscribers. If you like this podcast and appreciate the content we are creating here, there's two ways you can help us. Number one, please share our podcast on your social media. And if you do, please tag either Marcus, myself, or the podcast at Your Band Sucks a Business. We loved hearing from you. And that is like the best way to help our podcast grow. Second, we do have a Patreon where you can subscribe to a tier. We have three tiers, all with different perks. And that really helps us pay the bills. We've got website hosting, we've got podcast editing, all that kind of stuff. And it helps us make better content. So we really appreciate that as well. And if you want to check that out and become a Patreon subscriber, please head to yourbandsucksatbusiness.com and you will see a button there. I think it says support us and you can just click that and you'll be on your way. And we really appreciate it. So the top tier, tier three, does include a shout out to those subscribers on the podcast. So here is their names now. First off, we have the OG subscriber, Evan Miller of The Wild Romantics who is making some killer artwork, by the way. And just in, uh, the, we have a private Facebook thread for Patreon subscribers on, uh, so not a thread, it's a private group. It's like a mastermind group where we can bounce ideas off each other. And there's these graphics on Spotify. I'm totally going down a rabbit hole here. But there's these graphics on Spotify now. So if you play a song on your phone, there's sometimes like a little kind of miniature music video or graphic going on that's visually stimulating. And it's really awesome. I'm super stoked about it. And Evans is an amazing artist. So... 
I asked if he could make them, and he can. So if you guys want any of those done, totally hit up Evan, Evan Miller, and his band is the Wild Romantics, super talented guy and one of the best dudes around. Bernard from the Enrons. Bernard, I promise your mix will be finished. Actually, your mix will be finished by the time you hear this episode, so don't even worry about it. Ryan from Venom and Spirit. Grady from Leather Apron Revival. Lucas from Vogue Villains. Lucas, thank you for all of the shares on social media. Appreciate that. Graham from Carmana. Kevin from Supreme Remedy. Rob Wilkinson from Rob Elo. That's his artist name. Check that out. Tay Fance also goes under Tay Fance. And Carlin of the band Mulligan. Thank you all very much. We appreciate your support a ton. And we will see everyone next week. Thank you. Bye. What's up, everyone? This is Malcolm Owen Flood here, one of the hosts of Your Band Sucks at Business. If you've been listening to this for a while, you may be aware that we haven't done a new episode in quite a while. Stay tuned. I'm sure there will be more coming. But for right now, I wanted to give you an update on where Marcus and I are at and where you can find us and find out what we're doing right now. So currently, I'm over at the Self-Recording Band podcast, which is another one of my podcasts that I co-host. And if you are into doing DIY recordings with your music or your band's music, you absolutely got to check that podcast out. But in addition, I'm also doing some YouTube content and pushing that really hard right now. So I ask you to please go check out my YouTube channel. You can find me under my name, Malcolm Ownflood, M-A-L-C-O-M-O-W-E-N-F-L-O-O-D. You'll find me and I'm doing tons of fun stuff over there. I'd love to have you come visit me on YouTube and please do give me a subscribe. That is super appreciated. And now for Marcus, he is just killing it right now. He's been touring pretty much all over the world with Current Swell and Luca Fogali and some other folks. He's just absolutely killing it. And he's got his own website up, marcusmanhas.com. And you can go find his kind of touring sessions, playback stuff all up on there. Totally encourage you to go connect with him. And again, thanks for listening to the Your Band Sucks at Business podcast. It is so appreciated. And I'm super glad that these episodes are helping people out there. Don't be a stranger. Do reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Instagram's probably the best place to find Marcus or myself. So connect with us there. We'd love, love to hear from you. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Thanks.